I lose date rate. Um, it's still very difficult actually for me to say those words, but it's the truth of what had happened. I don't think my friends probably really knew or recognized that it got back at school. Um, I had so much guilt and shame and I did not want to disappoint my mom. So I never told my mom. And so I walked around feeling so broken, so dirty, so unworthy, so just rejected um, and damaged for several months. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners. This is your Chief Storyteller host, Michelle saunders Gutch, and welcome to my Season 2 107th episode, Melissa's This Is My Story, This Is My Song, God's Story. And thank you for listening to my show that is part of the Spark Media Network and the Edify app. That helps Christian women share their God story so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone. Friends, can you believe it's June? I love June for so many reasons. It is the first month of summer, of course, here in the United States. And June, if you didn't know, is also the Hebrew name for Queen Esther in the Bible. For so many reasons, I love June. And all the flowers in the Kansas City area are now in full bloom. And we're already getting in the 90s. So definitely summer is upon us. And friends, just a few updates before I bring my lovely guest to the mic. I wanted to share with you a little bit about my book writing progress. I am starting to actually get some of the words out. And I'm working with my Redemption Press author, Leslie, to help me outline my chapters, etc. And I can't wait, friends, to get this book written to share with so many who need healing. Your prayers are so appreciated as I work to raise funds to cover the costs. And friends, I'm excited to share that I have my speaker sheet created and I'm letting other women's groups know that I am ready to encourage other women in their God's story sharing and healing journeys. Okay, friends, now it is time to get this show started. Today, I'm excited to bring to the mic my special guest, and new ministry friend from the Kansas City area, Melissa Holstrom. Just a few words about her. She's a wife to her best friend, a mama to three incredible teenagers, and a lover and follower of Jesus. Some of her greatest loves are serving Jesus, leading worship, 
loving and being with her family and loving people. And she loves singing, playing guitar, listening to live music, standing by the ocean, a nice fire in the fireplace and a good cup of coffee. Gal, she is my kind of gal. And she loves to encourage people through music and sharing the good news of Jesus. And she served the Lord in many areas and is living out her dream through her ministry, Freedom to Flourish KC. And I know she's excited about the mission God has sent her on. So let's bring her to the mic now. Welcome to the Altered Story Show, Melissa. How are you doing? I am so good. I love June too. I love summer and I love the 90 degree weather. So I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Is there anything else? I mean, I shared a lot about you, but is there anything else personally outside of what you're going to share, you know, when you talk about your God story that you might want to share? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, this is not really anything I'd planned to say, um, but you mentioned Esther. Um, and we just got back from Branson and we saw the Esther show and it's phenomenal. Um, and one of the verses that keeps getting spoken over me through the Holy Spirit, but also through other people who follow Jesus is, Melissa, you were created for such a time as this. So it's interesting that here we are having this conversation on the podcast and you bring up Esther. So It just ties everything beautifully. It's just a little God kiss for me. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) You know, I just love to kind of bring different perspectives in around the Hebraic pieces, you know, of, um, you know, the Christian faith. And so I thought that would be telling. And it's so cool. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you went. And I want to hear more about that Esther play. Or musical. Okay, so we all know Melissa is a worship leader. And I would love to know, and I know my audience would, what is your favorite worship song? Uh, can I say all of them? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's actually a really hard question. I think it all depends on, I mean, I have so many. Um, so I'll just pick the one right now that I literally can just um, find peace in his presence. Um, because that's what worship is all about. Worship is definitely a sacred pathway for me and the Holy and the, and the Lord. Um, but right now it's probably always there by the belonging company sang by my favorite worship leader, Natalie Grant. Mm, I love her. Oh, I do too. I got to meet her once. It was awesome. Did you, have <laughs> you did. seen her in Nashville or have you, where have you seen her perform? So it's, it's all been here. Um, I've, I've seen her three times now. So the first time, um, my sweet Leila, she's my 16 year old, got me VIP tickets to go see her. She was on the Bible tour. Um, so I got to meet her. Um, so that was super exciting. And then I've gone to two of her conferences, um, dare to be where she, she's partnered with her best friend, Charlotte Gamble, and they're phenomenal. They were here in Kansas city too. So I wanted to go to that. I was invited to go with a friend and I couldn't, but I'm, you know, glad that you were able to, and I'm sure it was, she's very inspiring to many too. So thank you for sharing that. Melissa, as you know, I love to share women's transformational God stories. And I know your ministry does all types of sharing of God stories too. So we are very kindred in spirit there. 
And I just would love for you to share with my audience why you think you're, you know, women should share their God stories. Why is it so important? Because the enemy does a really good job of isolating us and making us feel alone. He can entrap us um, in our past and the stories of things that um, we've done or has happened to us and make us feel like we need to hide it and keep it quiet. But when we share our stories of, of what happened or what we've done and what God did, it helps others feel not so alone. And then they're empowered to continue to step forward to Christ maybe for the very first time. And it gives them hope that, okay, there is a way out of where I'm at, or I'm not alone. And I do have Jesus. And now I have another sister who's walked maybe a similar path with me that, or as that I've been on that can walk with me in this testimonies. God's word says like, we are, we are victorious because of the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. Our testimonies are powerful and they are life-changing. Yes. And boy, I really didn't realize just the effect sharing God's stories is going to have on others who hear those stories and the effect that it has even on the women who tell them, you know, we've seen that. And I know having had my own personal story there, what that did, I mean, and the freedom we can walk in when we share And I know when we find out that those that hear our stories, you know, are really affected and how the Holy Spirit works through them. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, this is where we're going to just start in, Melissa. So will you share where you're your, this is my story. This is my song. God's story began. Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of start from where I am right now, and then I'm going to go backwards a little bit and then kind of show, share the journey that God's taken me on um, to get to where I am right now. Um, so I do have a ministry, as you've men- mentioned before, um, and it is called Freedom to Flourish. And we do have Casey because there's a whole bunch <laughs> of Freedom to Flourishes out there right now. So we kind of differentiate with um, the Casey. Um, but basically, the Lord has put me on a mission um, to see people set free from guilt and shame so that they are free to flourish in Christ. Um, And so what we do with that is, as you mentioned too, we are kind of kindred spirits. We share testimonies so that people don't feel so alone, but the other part and the unique part of what we do is there's always a song. Um, Like I said earlier, there's a sacred pathway to me and the Lord through music. Um, That's where I feel his spirit the most. That's where I hear from the Holy spirit the most. Um, But typically when I talk to somebody about their testimony, I'll say, okay, so what's the song that the Lord has met you in? And in those songs, it's, it's a reminder of who we are, but more importantly, who God is to us. Um, And there's always a song there. I call them battle songs. Sometimes when you're in that deep Valley, there's that one song that will come on and it'll help you get back up and take the next step. So we share testimonies and then we partner it with the song. Um, and then I also partner with other ministries because we've learned that, um, we're in a broken fallen world and we are going to have battle wounds and we're going to have battle scars. And sometimes the story helps us to take courage, to take the step towards Jesus, or it also takes, or it helps us to continue to walk with Jesus and the healing, but sometimes we need a little extra help. And so 
partnering with other ministries that are more equipped to handle specific needs um, is where we really want to encourage people to go if, if they need more than just a story and a song. So that's basically what we do at Freedom to Flourish. Um, however, um, it has been a journey to get here. So this is my story. This is my song. As I mentioned, um, and as you've mentioned, I'm a worship leader. Um, I think I probably sang before I ever spoke a word. Um, I, from the time I was little, I was singing. Um, I would, my grandma babysat and I would have her babysitting kids sit down. This is embarrassing to say, but sit down and like, I'd stand up and I'd sing on this coffee table, whatever. Um, and so that was, that was, it's always been, there's always been a song in my heart. Um, so I'm going to go backwards just a little bit, um, give you a little background of how I met Jesus. Um, as a child, I am an only child and I am the only child of a single mama. And I was blessed beyond measure to not only grow up with my mom, but also to grow up with grandparents in my home and an uncle. And each one of them kind of played a, a significant part in, in actually who I am today. We never really talked about God or Jesus. Um, I remember as a kid being super confused as to why would God send his son to die? Like... I don't understand that. Like, and why, like, what is that all about? Um, and we would, I mean, we would say God is great. God is good prayers. We would say, now I lay me down to sleep prayers, but it never, like, I never understood. We didn't really attend church. I didn't quite grasp who God was or who Jesus was through my whole childhood. Part of my, part of my childhood too, was that my mom being a single mom, I think had this added pressure on her to raise up a girl. Um, she used to say, I don't, I don't need any man to help raise me. Um, the truth is, is she did. And I had my grandpa and my uncle with me and, and helping raise me. Um, but there was also some other people on the outsides of our family speaking this lie over my life that because I was an only child that I was going to be wild and crazy and that I wasn't really going to be anything um, good because I didn't have a dad raising me. Um, my dad, I never met my dad. Um, he actually was married and um, he did want to actually have me aborted, but my mom did choose life. And so that's just kind of some baggage that I carry um, from my childhood into my teenage years. And I really was a very good kid. Um, I never wanted to disappoint my mom or hurt my mom with bad decisions. Um, but as I entered into my sophomore year, the pressures of kind of becoming popular was on me. Um, and so I would go to some parties with these friends of new friends of mine. Um, and, but one night I had decided that, um, I was going to get drunk for the first time. And I felt like I was in a safe space. And so I decided I was going to do it. Um, and actually what ended up happening was I was date raped. Um, it's still very difficult actually for me to say those words, but it's the truth of what had happened. I don't think my friends probably really knew or recognized that it got back at school. Um, I had so much guilt and shame and I did not want to disappoint my mom. So I never told my mom. 
And so I walked around feeling so broken, so dirty, so unworthy, so just rejected um, and damaged for several months. Um, and then I met this boy. Um, I was doing a play and I was doing his makeup and he had a really cool car. And yes, I know that sounds really shallow, but 16. <laughs> um, and I still really love cars, by the way. Um, but anyway, so I learned this boy went to church. And I thought, hmm, if I can go to church or if I can go and see him Monday through Friday and see him on Sunday, I'm gonna go do that. So I showed up to church and guess what? He wasn't there. <laughs> so I kept going and he wasn't there. So then I learned that he was, there was a youth group on Wednesdays. I have no idea what a youth group is, but Hey, he may be there. So I started going there. He wasn't there. So I ended up not really getting anywhere or even in a relationship with this boy, but I ended up having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I became, um, I had friends finally that loved him and helped walk with me with Jesus. Um, and I'm still very good friends with him today. And so that's how I met him. My Bible that I got from when I was 16 is in shambles. I wish my Bible, I have so many now, but like, cause I love like looking through all the different translations, but it, it I devoured his word. Um, and so I really was finally, um, I felt restored. I didn't feel shame anymore. And I finally had some friends. So I wasn't isolated anymore. Um, however, a couple of years later, I ended up with another boy. Um, something to understand about um, me is that there was still, even though I had my grandpa and my uncle in my life, there was still that longing and that desire to be wanted and to be loved. And I had misunderstood that sex is love. And so um, I went pretty wayward up until I was about 21. Um, thinking that if I gave sex, then I would get love and then would get rejected. And so on and on the cycle went um, until I ended up with um, my oldest daughter. And um, I thought this was it. Uh, this is, I'm going to get married. Um, but sadly, he was not ready to be a husband or to be a daddy. Um, so at 17 months old, I met my husband. And I love to say that he actually fell in love with her before he ever fell in love with me. And I will take that all day long. His whole family did. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, he's adopted her. And so we, he was a new believer when I met him and I was clearly wayward. I was a prodigal child at the time. Um, and we ended up pregnant outside of marriage. We ended up getting married when she was seven months old. So my second daughter and we really wanted to raise our girls and the rest of our family. Cause now I have a son to know Jesus Christ and to go to church. So we found a church home. Um, and this is kind of where the journey of flourish began. Um, I could not walk into that sanctuary without weeping before I started going to that church, it used to like, I, I went to a Baptist church. I, I found Jesus at a Baptist church. Um, so we had choirs and we sang from the hymn, <laughs> hymn books. Um, so I'm walking into the sanctuary and it's contemporary worship. And also Baptist, like, I don't, maybe they do now, but back in the day, we didn't raise our hands in worship or any of those things. Um, and I'm in the sanctuary and people are raising their hands in worship and they're worshiping in spirit and truth. And my heart longed 
to do that, but I felt still so unclean from my past and the way that I had lived my life. And, um, I remember just desiring it so badly, but just remembering all, all of how I'd lived my life beforehand. Um, so I ended up joining, um, a mops group. It's mothers of preschoolers at the church. And there was a girl, um, a lady named Debbie stack. And she was speaking on David. David was God's beloved. David was a man after God's own heart. That's how David was known. But David sinned against the Lord. He actually had an adulterous affair with a married woman and got her pregnant and then murdered her husband. Um, And so as she's telling the story, um, the Holy Spirit just came upon me. Um, And as she said the words of David knew there was no sacrifice of atonement. Like the things that the Lord had set up for atonement of sin, David knew wasn't even going to be good enough. All David knew what David had to give the Lord was his heart, a broken heart. And so the moment that he gave David his heart, gave God his heart, sorry, it was instantly forgiven. And the Holy Spirit came over me and said, you are carrying things I don't see. I don't know what you're talking about. You have been forgiven because of what my son did for you. You were forgiven as far as East is from the West. And from that point on became this equipping season and a refinement season and um, a sanctification season. I got super involved in the church. I got involved in mops, um, really started like started leading worship. That's a, that's a place that I began um, to finally use my voice and my gift for the Lord and not for my own glory. Um, and was really starting to get my feet grounded and firm when the Lord said, and now it's time for you to leave this church. And I was like, Oh, hold on a minute. (laughs) I love this church. I love these people. And as I was obedient in it, um, I was on Facebook and there was this picture of this cartoon of this little girl clinging tightly to this little teddy bear. And Jesus is in front of her with his hand out. And she's saying, but I love it, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, do you trust me? And behind his back is this ginormous teddy bear. And so that was the moment that I was like, okay, Lord, I can let go of this and follow you. But I, I let go going, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever sing again. I don't, where are you taking me on this journey? And so we left the church, then kind of began this this journey. So part of, I need to, I got a little ahead of myself. So while, before I left the church, God did give me a vision and it terrified me. He, I was driving home from a mops meeting and all I can explain is that I felt the Holy Spirit's presence fill my car. And I knew that I was in God's presence and I felt called into ministry. And then I received a vision of me standing on the stage in this huge auditorium and I'm leading worship and I'm speaking. And then people go out into the lobby to find other ministries to help them. And it terrified me, (laughs) Um, not in like a scary way, but like in an intimidating way. Um, And I'm like, am I crazy? Like, and I I don't journal. So I went home and I actually wrote it down, but I didn't say a word to anybody. (laughs) So I was like, that was a little crazy. Like, there's no way that this is really happening. This is, this was not that, you know, you try to tell yourself that that's not what that wasn't God. So he called and he gave me a vision and then became the refinement. So that's when I left the church. Um, and we joined a church that has like a, had a goal of planning churches. We, we, we ended up going because we had a, a friend who was a pastor that was there and we trusted his discernment on churches. Cause it's kind of scary 
looking for a new church <laughs> um, and ended up that church sent us out to plant a church that became probably one of the hardest seasons of my life because it's not anything that I would have ever imagined. It's not something I thought it was not something I was seeking out to be a part of the church staff and actually take an ordination vow of becoming a pastor. It was all the orchestration of the Lord, but also a really hard season. Um, I, the position that the Lord asked me to be in did not make sense to me. It was not worship. It was not even musically involved. And I had the skills for it, but it wasn't my heart. It wasn't my passion. It wasn't what I felt like the Lord had for me. And so I did ask him, God, like, I need you to confirm this. And he did. And so I reluctantly stepped into the role. And that was the season of not just equipping, but also refinement for me. Um, and crying out to the Lord and, and, and learning how to um, lament because I think it's so easy for us at times to go, okay, well, this is hard. So this isn't the will of the Lord, but just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's not his will. And so I learned that in that season of God will put us in those places where we are crushed and we're broken so that we can be refined. All the icky, the stuff that he can't, we can't take with us on the journey gets taken away from us. Um, you know, olive oil, the olives have to be crushed and pressed in order for us to get an oil. The same with wine diamonds have to be crushed or not crushed, but pressed. And so that's a part of the refinement. Um, when you, when you refine precious, um, metals, things have to be burned off. The impurities have to go. And so that was a season that I was in of just refinement. And I can remember there were so many times where the Lord just was so good to me. Um, I would reach out and scream out and cry out to him so many times. There was one point I said, God, like, do you not see <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, do you not see how I'm being treated? Do you not see, do you, I mean, all the things. And he woke me up in the middle of the night and I saw it written across, <laughs> across my eyes. And it just said, L Roy. And I was like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm so confused. So I ended up on Pinterest. I might have a social media issue, maybe. <laughs> and the Lord was so good because I asked him and there was a graphic on Pinterest that said Elroy. And it's from Genesis where Hagar, the servant girl who was carrying Abraham's child was being mistreated by Sarah and she ran away and the Lord met her in that place. And she said, Elroy, you are the God who sees me. So God answered my prayer. He's like, yes, Melissa, I see you. I see you. Um, he gave me songs. He'd wake me up with take courage, which is one of my battle songs. He gave me another song that I didn't even know, know existed. I had to Google the lyrics because I was like, Oh, that's kind of catchy is, did you give me a, an original? No. Um, take her. Um, you're not finished yet is a song by the belonging company. And it actually at one of the conferences, Natalie Grant, Grant conferences, as I was battling through things, <laughs> she opened up the second half with it. So the Lord just continued. Like I said, those little God kisses to say, I see you. I'm with you. I'm for you. Keep going. Um, and so in that season of refinement, that's where I found myself. And there was an equipping. I learned so much and I'm so grateful, even though it was there was hurt and it was hard. There was so much good that came out of that season. And so that was my equipping season. And then he said, it's time to go. And I was like, yes, finally, we can go on the mission. Hallelujah. And COVID happened. <laughs> 
so I found myself, um, sitting and resting and wrestling a lot with the Lord, um, because COVID and my vision versus God's vision was my vision was, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to reach out to mops and I'm going to, I'm going to go speak at mops and mops and I'm going to lead music and, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to travel around. This is like, it's going to all be live type of things, not God's plan. I was sitting at church, our new church that we were at, and he said, YouTube. And I said, no, I'm not doing YouTube videos. And he won. Um, obviously, I'm going to I'm gonna walk in, in his will. But so YouTube videos. And then he was like, you're going to record music. And I'm like, oh, see, I will sing all day live for you, God. But the idea of singing and recording, like that's crazy, uncomfortable and crazy crazy, crazy, just not, nope, I don't want to do that. And I was literally wrestling with the Lord as we were getting ready to launch Freedom to Flourish um, with him saying, okay, I'll do the testimony videos, God, but I'm just going to put the original artist with the video and we're going to call it good. And he was like, no, no, I've given you your gift. It's mine. And I want you to use it how I've asked you to use it. And I've anointed your voice for this specific purpose. And so I kind of sarcastically said to the Lord, fine, if that's what you want, then you're going to have to provide it because I don't have the financial ability to go to a recording studio. I don't have, like, I don't know how to record music, let alone like Lord, like uh, you're going to have to provide that morning at Bible study. He provided, (laughs) I ended up meeting a lady and I was bringing the prayer request to the table. And she was like, Oh, I have a son who can record music. And I have a son that that can videotape. And I'm like, Oh boy. (laughs) So there's no saying no. So I stepped into that, um, very reluctantly. It was super uncomfortable. Um, it's still, if I'm being honest, pretty uncomfortable at times. And then something happened where the enemy had a heyday on my heart and my soul and my spirit with leading worship. Um, we were involved with a church and it was, um, man, it was a dream come true. The worship team, um, the worship pastor that's there, he is anointed and he loves Jesus. And I told him so many times, I'm like, I have prayed for somebody like you. He, he's just so in love with the Lord. Um, and the team, like no egos, it was beautiful. Like we're a family. They're still like, I'm no longer there. Um, heartbreakingly so, but it was, it's walking with, with the Lord and in his will and his faith, but, um, they're like my worship family. Um, so, during that time, I was super involved with the team, um, doing some leadership stuff, and then things kind of changed. And I was informed that the leadership of the church didn't like the style of my voice. Um, and I took that humbly. I'm like, okay, you know what? Here's the deal. I, I took voice lessons when I was in high school. I'm classically trained vocally. I have wanted to do contemporary. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this opportunity. And the worship pastor had an amazing vocal coach. She's one of my good friends now. She's incredible. Still take lessons from her. Um, So I was super excited for the opportunity. Um, But what happened was the enemy had a heyday on my mind. And there were so many times where I felt literally could hear him laughing and his breath on my face. You really think that you can record songs? Um, You can't even lead songs at your church. You're not good enough all these doubts and all these fears. Um, and just so scary. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I already don't want to record this music. Like it feels so uncomfortable and very, very, very intimate. 
And now this is happening. And so going to the Lord and he was so good and so faithful again to answer me. He kept telling me, you need to crush the head of the enemy. I have given you the authority through my son, the conqueror, and you're a co-heir and a conqueror with Christ. You have the authority to crush his head, silence the enemy. And then I was listening to a Christine Kane podcast and she talked about how the enemy, we make him too big. We do. He is small enough to fit under our foot. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, do you understand you have nothing to be afraid of? Nothing. The enemy is afraid of you and he wants to silence you. And so that was the beginning that I was able to like step up and rise up into the call that he's, that the Lord has placed on me in in recording music. As I mentioned, when he gave me that vision though, (laughs) it was intimidating. And so I, I kept trying to make this smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And the Lord kept saying, dream bigger, dream bigger, dream bigger. And I was like, I don't want to, I want to keep this nice and small and comfortable. And no. (laughs) So I was at a Maverick city concert and the worship was so beautiful. And each person that was up there leading worship where they were prophesying, they were taking opportunity just to let the Holy spirit speak through them. And, um, before I tell this part of the story, you need one minute detail. My grandma used to always say, I love you, darling. It's like a big, like a darling is a moniker in our family. It's kind of a a very sweet, um, little moniker for us. I have a dog named darling in memory of my grandma. I have a coffee mug with darling on it. Um, it's just a sweet little, the little remembrance of my grandma. So now that you have that piece of information, we're, we'll go back to Maverick City. Brandon Lake was on his knees and we had just finished singing Promises. And he stood up and he said, this is for one person. God wants you to dream bigger, darling. And it was that first, that moment of just like, okay, Lord, I know you see me. The Lord met me in such an intimate way by using that name because he knew I was going to go home and just excuse it. Well, it was for somebody else. Like, yeah, you've told me to dream bigger, but, eh. but he used darling. And so that was there there's throughout my journey of this time of being able to step confidently into what he's called me to. And I'm not saying I step in comfortably because this is not, <laughs> this is not comfortable. I don't believe following Jesus ever is comfortable. Um, we are to die to our flesh. I have had so much in my life happen. Um, I didn't even talk about some of the things where he called me into starting a co-op that equipped me to do this ministry right now to, I had a cancer scare that he used that to sanctify and free me from, um, sin that the Lord or the enemy had absolutely tried to entrap me and enslave me in. And he sanctified me in that. And then he also overturned the cancer diagnosis um, to my family speaking things about me that were untrue to men not wanting me. And I'm using men as human beings, not wanting me to use the gift and the talent that God gave me the way God wants me to use it to me, myself getting in my own way to the enemy, trying all he can to trip me up and silence me. And so I look back though on my story. And there's always a song, always. There's always a song that reminds me of who he is and who I am to him. And so that continues to encourage me to step fully and completely and confidently, not comfortably (laughs) into 
whatever he calls me to, because he is faithful. He is faithful. I've looked back on my life and he has interwoven his hand. Even before I knew him, he's been faithful. I can't screw up his plans. Man can't screw up his plans. He uses it all. Romans 8, 28 for the good of those that love him according to his purpose. And so I rest in that. And wherever he calls me, I might wrestle for a hot second, but I will step into it. And so my message, I guess, is just do it afraid. It does. It's not actually a sin to be afraid. Not doing it is what the sin is. So do it afraid. He's with you. If he's called you into it, there's nothing that can stop him. And he has given me a hope and a future. And everybody else that's listening to this right now, you have a hope and a future. And there is a call on your life. And so whatever that looks like, there's going to be trials and there's going to be things that the enemy throws at you, weapons that are thrown at you. No weapon formed against you will prosper in God's will. So this is my story. And I have a whole bunch of songs. (laughs) What a beautiful God story. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. There's so much in this God story, Melissa, that uh, so many can glean from. And I am very excited to be able to share your gifting here on this podcast. So we are definitely going to be able to do that. So give a listen, friends, to this lovely woman's heart and anointing that brought her to where she is. Uh, Before I begin, I actually want to read the life verse that um, I chose when I was 16 and I came to Christ. And it is so true even today. And it's Isaiah 41 verses 25 through 31. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up into the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them together like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you not heard? Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength and they will soar high on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. This was my life first because the Lord sees me, the creator of the heavens and the earth who put every star in the sky and has them named created me. And he knows my name. And he created me for such a time as this, just like he created you such a time for such a time as this. And when we get tired and we're weak in his weakness, we are, we are strong And so, or in our, sorry, in our weakness, he is strong and we can find our strength in him. So here's Take Courage. Slow down, take time, breathe in here. 
sing praise my soul find strength in joy let his words lead you on do not forget his great faithfulness the finish all he's begun so take courage my heart and stay steadfast my soul is in the Thank you again for the beautiful God story. There's so much like I shared earlier in your story that people can, you know, take and receive. And when you are called out to ministry, there is such a refinement that has to take place in a life of a person who is being anointed to walk in that. Um, calling that God has. And sometimes it's difficult to receive it. Sometimes it's difficult to be obedient to it. I mean, and your your authenticity is so real 
And then, of course, it's not easy going back and reflecting on God's story journeys and, you know, challenges. And the enemy does like to throw us back. And so I do think um, the effort that you've made here in sharing is so critical to how God has redeemed you, even when the enemy has tried to throw, you know, those things. I mean, we all come from backgrounds um, that vary, but sin is pervasive, pervasive, right? And we all come out of it and can still fall into it. So it is so important that our dependence is there and we walk and step with the Lord, you know, and that we don't get ahead of him. And that's a challenge, you know, for leaders, many leaders. Um, but I do know that God has this way of saying, okay, and I know you and I spoke about that. You're getting a little ahead of me. And then he has this way of humbling us. And, you know, I love the sanctification piece. So anyway, there's just so much there. And I know the Lord is going to use that to minister to so many around the world. And I would also love to hear how you can, you know, how we can support you, how we can come along and support what you're doing there with Freedom to Flourish, Casey. And then maybe you could share how others can get in touch with you because we will have an episode page. We'll put this podcast out there. We'll put all your, your, your information, but I do know many listeners may not have access to that. So I would love to, you know, hear from you that how we can do that. Absolutely. Um, so helpful wise prayer is like the greatest gift ever, um, in ministry. So if you just want to be praying for us, we are actually taking a couple months off. We are recapping all of our testimonies from, um, September into May. So you can catch all of those. Um, and I'll, I'll leave the, I'll tell you guys here in a minute where to catch those. So we're taking a couple months off just to kind of get everything ready for the next season of freedom to flourish and the testimonies we're releasing. So prayer for just discernment, prayer for guidance. Um, we are looking for people that want to share their testimony. And I, I have specific ones um, I could maybe leave with you as well. Um, if you are local and you want to get and um, be volunteering, I would love help volunteering. Um, and you can also give, we are a 501c3 as well. And I can leave the link with you as well, Michelle. So that's how you can absolutely help us. But prayer, prayer, um, I covet prayers. Um, and so then you can reach us. Um, we do have a Facebook page. Uh, it is freedom to flourish KC. Um, make sure you have the KC on there. <laughs> and then we also, that, that's kind of like our community area. That's where we share the testimonies and the songs, but also like connect with one another. You can message me if you want prayer, or if you want to get involved, volunteer there, you can message me through Freedom to F Flourish KC um, Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel and that's where we, we basically release our content. So that's where you're going to have, you're going to hear our testimonies. It's where we're going to hear our new music. Um, we even do some teachings there. Um, our ministry partnership interviews, all of our content is on YouTube and that is freedom to flourish KC. We also have an Instagram account. I'm still, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm new to that stuff. So 
<laughs> I shouldn't be, but I am. It's kind of where we put the pretty things, I guess. Um, we'll put some scriptures there um, and things like that. But mainly a lot of our activity is on Facebook and YouTube. So that's where you can find us. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for taking the time out of your busy day to share your amazing transformational God story with so many that need to hear it. And I know as I've shared, this story is going to bless so many and I cannot wait to share it. And friends, until the next show, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 